Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Mm-hmm. Coming to you live from our studios here in West Loop. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's Will the Go Gottlieb. And joining us, our first in-studio guest, ladies and gentlemen, three-time NBA champ with the Chicago Bulls, four-time NBA champ overall, 13-year NBA vet, Currently doing Bulls analysis pre and post game for NBC Sports Chicago, the legend himself, the man in the middle. Give it up for Will Perdue, hey, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the studio. That's enough. <laughs> let's let's get going here. <laughs> Follow Will on Twitter at Will underscore Purdue thirty two if you aren't already. Will, welcome. How are you, man? It's been to too long. You, it it really has. Yeah. And um. I'm actually excited to be here, and I wanted to start off the show by telling a story. Okay, please. But first of all, I just can I get some water? I mean, I, I want to test you guys. How how good is this? Can sure. Will Purdue get some water? Can somebody how, get how Will Purdue a glass of water? I should have asked this beforehand, but <laughs> I figure you know. I, I offered you restroom, and I forgot to offer you water. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't have a quarter to put in the door. <laughs> So I mean, he's I, lying, ladies and gentlemen. I understand you guys are on a budget. <laughs> I told you it was coming. Didn't I tell you before he got here these jokes was coming? True. I told you True. before he got here. We all have jokes, bro. I told you. But that actually that leads me to two stories. Okay. And before I tell the one that I wanted to tell, the, the, that second one is one of the reasons why when Matt Peck first came to. NBC Sports Chicago oh, that God. I was not a big fan because mm. he had a better contract than I did. What? <laughs> did Sit you not – correct or, correct or not, did you not sign a three-year deal? No, I didn't. What? I did not. We each – all three Thank of you. us, me, Big Dave, and Sabine, signed one-year deals. We did. That had an option on the second year, but the option was not ours. It was NBC's. <laughs> this is correct. A one plus one. So we yeah. were – it was alluded that you and in our circles, you had a three-year contract. Who really? Said, who, who started that rumor? I, I, I never heard know. it, and I didn't start it. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Are well, it could have been because there? of the option aspect. <laughs> okay. That they believe that, well, if things go well and we get good enough ratings and we get a sponsor, mm. that we'll, re, we'll just pick up the option. Okay. But I just I only get one year, and that's it. Well, no you're, option, you're still no working nothing. there, aren't you? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. They, they showed yeah, us. Yeah, they door. showed you right. <laughs> he rolled out right with us. All right? Well, a little different. Let me put it this way, and I didn't mean to go down this road, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, because at the end of the day, you guys had a great product. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. You couldn't pick up any sponsors, mm-hmm. like you've gotten here. Yeah, but you did. You guys shout you, out points bit. Can you curse here? Or what? Oh, oh yes. You have can. at it, Please, But I, I, but when you guys figured, this was the best part. When you guys figured out you could get a shitload of product by talking about a company, mm-hmm. your your basically your show became one big commercial. Yeah, especially from 
the third member of your little trio. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, he was Not getting me. packages. Was <laughs> he was getting packages in the mail of all mm-hmm. kinds of free products. Right. Was. This is true. Yeah. And I'm like, like hey, uh, can we get some free products? We do our ad reads. Like male hygiene products. You got, you got some athletic. I did get stuff from like. Oh, he was. I mean, like I use uh, Veda stuff, and all of a sudden you got that huge box. He right. Did. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. ask for, ask him for any free product, but I said, "Hey, I use that stuff," and he's like, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> I think I think our pal Sabine always knew. Like, hey, I think Will Purdue has gotten enough perks in his life <laughs> as an NBA champ. I was like, dude, you can't even give give me any little paste or anything. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, the, the next time we talk to Mr. Sabai, we'll let him know that he didn't get the memo that you sharing that you use those products mm-hmm. was you saying, hey, John, can I have some yeah. of those products? You but, know, I mean, that's, that's part of the business, though. You share with everybody. This is true. You know, all I heard from this whole thing is that Will likes me a oh, little bit more than ever. Right, that's because he got an issue with you. He got an issue with Sabai. Obviously. And that's, and that's where my story is going. That's where, my, that's where my original story goes. But I just wanted to... Kind of throw Peck under the bus right from the get-go. <laughs> Classics, yes. But, so, to tell my original story, let me clean the slate. And, see, it, you got to be flexible, right? And I think what we need to do, and I think, Will, you and Dave will agree with me here, and we'll, and we'll, we'll take a vote. Oh, God, okay. Okay? Uh-oh. Before the show's over. Be scared. Because man. I proudly... Drink Athletic Greens every single morning. Okay. I think Matt Peck should have to drink a bottle before this show is over. Mm. What are you talking about, Will? I drink Athletic Mm. Greens every day Mm. because it's good for me and it's delicious. He appreciates those 75 minerals and vitamins that are inside there. True. Prebiotics. Probiotics. So I kind of feel like I'm doing that insurance commercial. You know, it's not a good idea to get Pinocchio to do an inspiration. (laughs) Do you see my nose growing, sir? I mean, I know I got a big schnoz, but it stays the same size this entire time. <laughs> but I just I just wanted to throw it out there. I already had my athletic greens this morning. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, you know, we were telling the story. I've been doing it, I've been drinking it now for about two years. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to start off the day. Right. And so let me make sure I more. let me make sure I'm saying that so the people that are watching today mm-hmm. and watch this podcast, I'm getting nothing for free here. It's true. This is just a we, personal. We would offer you one of those statement. big free sample boxes, but they've all been claimed already. It's true. And I know your your closet at home is full of them. Oh, oh stacks, stacks, stacks on stacks on stacks of athletic the, uh, greens. All right, listen, athletic I can tell stories, and this hour will be up. Twenty five. Yes, athletic greens slash CSGO twenty five. You can save twenty five percent off. Bing, I got to start doing that. Yeah, man. So I just get the monthly charge. Use no, our promo Will. code, Will. Promo yes, code. This is why we're here for you. Free yeah. money. But also, you got to realize when you get to be my age, you got to re- you have to remind people numerous times, and so you can write it down and be like. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Promo code. What is it again? CHGO 25. Yes. I'll be doing that tonight. All right. There Sounds you go. Good. All Excellent. Right. That's what I like to hear, man. <laughs> All right. I, so I want to tell this story. Okay. Go for it. And I know we keep getting sidetracked. It's okay. So I'll, I'll we talk it. about Bulls and Bulls basketball all the time, all day, every day. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. No, but I want to talk about the two of you guys specifically to just kind of hammer home a point. So when you guys first came, and you guys actually taught me something, and that's, that's the whole point of this. When you guys first came to NBC Sports Chicago, you know, they were like, hey, we're going to do this show called, you know, uh, The Outsiders, and 
you know, we're going to get these people. And I think if you'll go back and check, I think I already followed one or two of you before. Maybe because I think Probably we maybe had interviewed you for the pod at some yeah. point. Yeah. So sure. it, I knew about you guys, but yeah. I didn't know Definitely. you. Right. Right. And so, you know, they're like, all right, this is the first show. I won't even touch the interview process. Just, okay, we're going to do the first show. We're going to hang out in the green room, you know, and you guys come in and I was just, you know, that after that first night, I was like, these guys are way too excited. They got to really. <laughs> They got, too excited I mean, to be in a TV studio talking about the Bulls. NBA yeah, players. sorry it's, that we were excited. Loving. It wasn't oh even that. God. It was like, guys, we got eighty-one more to go. Let's, <laughs> let's just, you know. But it was the best part of the whole thing for me was getting to know you guys as individuals, getting to know your passion for what it was you guys thoroughly enjoyed, you know, about the Bulls. But also, you know, I'd always have a little pushback. You know, when we would get into discussions about, well, you know, I would throw the old, well, you guys haven't played, you don't know type speech. But I also realized, you know, that's, A, that's a true statement, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a correct statement. You don't have to play the game to, to know the game. You don't have to play the game at that level to understand the X's and the O's. Like you guys uh, talked about, you had Stephen Noah on here. Mm-hmm. I think that guy is a genius when he talks about oh, he's basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, his his videos where he breaks down the X's and O's, I think is outstanding. Yeah. But it was just as I got to know you guys and then I realized, hey, these just aren't a bunch of yahoos talking about the Bulls. You guys actually did your homework. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I don't know if I ever told you, that's kind of where the, my opinion started to change and the respect kind of went up. Sabine excluded, but <laughs> waiting for that one. Yeah, you know it was coming, right? <laughs> but you know, the greatest thing about him was is we all the stories we'd hear, you know, about his wife jumping his ass about, you know, <laughs> better be getting a job sooner. Yo, man. Hey, <laughs> man, the cold, man, the cold. Hey, man. Oh, hey, <laughs> listen, Mr. He, Sabine is is just a few months removed from fatherhood. This Will, is the truth. So yes. He's, yes. he's he's getting his shit up. together. Yeah. yeah, or at all least he's, he's doing stuff. He's helping his wife get, you know, no, maintained. Listen, at the end of the day, you always knew he was going to do the right thing. Yes, fact. But it was just even that, his whole story about how he was down, he was going to have to go get a job he didn't want to do. And yeah. All of a sudden this, this, you know, outsider's thing came up and he was like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Because that I, was a lot more fun than what he was doing. So, like, he got the callback and the news for that show yeah. while he was in some, like, advertising class or correct, something. Correct. And he was like, I hate this. I yeah. hate my life. It's like, I'd rather do this every and day. And it was like, right. oh, cool. I got that job where I just get to hang around and talk about basketball. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> I let think me, I'll do that instead. Not, but let me finish. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, easy Sabine's too easy of a, of a target. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> but it was just the respect factor. And then that, because at the time, the product wasn't, the best. Let's just leave it at that. You mean the Bulls product? Yes. Yeah. You guys made it enjoyable to come to work. Oh, man. Because then once you guys kind of just got accustomed to sitting there and talking to me and Kendall and, you know, I'll truly say that, you know, we became friends. It just became more of a conversation mm-hmm. instead of you guys bouncing off the walls and, yeah. you know, acting like a kid that's had too many Cokes and, you know. Yeah, Cokes. But it was just one of those things that – you know, I enjoyed coming to work and talking to, talking to you guys about, you know, the Bulls. And, you know, we'd sit there and talk about how we would break things down and start talking about the game. Yeah. So I think you guys doing this and, and finding somebody to where you can actually 
have this outlet and actually, you know, consider it a job. And like I was asking you and you're like, I'm getting benefits. <laughs> yeah. That's how he looked like an adult. <laughs> yeah. He actually said, I kind of feel like a grown man. I've got a house. I've got a job. I've got benefits. Right. Like in the elevator coming over, he was like, I'm looking to buy a car. Yeah, you go. You know, but it was just enjoyable. I mean, I think you guys still put out a good product. You know, unfortunately, it kind of, you know, it's competitive against ours. It goes head to head because right. I do pregame and postgame. Right. So, you know, and people, you and I will actually text periodically during the games. Oh, my gosh. I was texting you that night when you had that hilarious bit about sitting in that chair that Frank Thomas was sitting. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, I just, I saw the bit that they put on social media about you just totally losing your mind. What a moment. And then a couple, you know, of Which, course, it's, know. it's Dave just sitting there. Like, when I think of Dave, <laughs> I forgot what show it was, but there's always that. You guys will probably pick up on it, but there's that one scene where the guy's just like, hmm, fuck, ah. Dave's always that guy that just seems like he's got his emotions under control. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what he wants to say, right? how he wants to say it, and he just kind of sits there and just gives you that look. He's yeah. a calming presence like DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yes. <laughs> always exactly. poised. Look at that. Always poised. Thank I you, mean, Will. All right, yeah. so that's, if that's the case, and we'll end it here, when your show's over, if things don't go well, is Dave the one to be, you know, that show is just total shit. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> we got to do better, guys. Pack, no, I'm never. not putting up with any more of your crap, man. Let's, you better so start mean. bringing it. I don't know what you're doing in your personal life, but it's affecting our show. <laughs> no. Quit, quit, quit looking at cars. You yeah. know what I mean? Come on in here, focus. I don't think I've ever seen Dave with a frown on his face, other than like the few times that the Bulls have broken him, but, oh, God, but yes. only briefly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but unlike you, door. he yeah. doesn't throw his body on the floor like a six-year-old. <laughs> That's true. And that then, just means I care, Will. It means I care. Uh, but, I mean, truly. He just, don't frown either, though, Will. This, this dude's very even-killed as well. He's very smooth. Trying to keep cool. a level. Yeah, okay. I'm very okay. level-headed. Guy. All right, I've said my piece. I hope people understand. You know, when I say that, I, I, it's, I wanted, I'm glad I'm here. I really am. I mean, I enjoyed working with you guys. Thank you. I'm sorry yeah. that, you know, things kind of. Yeah. It was actually a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. yeah I mean, it led us to this in a weird way. Yeah. But, we, I mean, we truly appreciate that show of respect. I'm glad you could squeeze me in, when, in between games. When and, you and Kendall would leave the green room and go into the studio to start post-game, yeah. you know, Dave and I and John, we would look at each other all the time and be like, can you believe we talk basketball <laughs> right. with those guys? All the time. Look, all the time. Like, for real, everything you just described, the whole time you're saying that, I'm thinking of Magic Johnson in his first season. When yeah. Kareem hit that game-winning hook and Magic put his arms around, he's hugging him, he's going crazy. And Kareem's like, dude, we got 81 more games, man. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing, Will. Like, we yeah. were just excited every single time to be there. And just but that also, again, it, that kind of helped us realize that how good and our jobs are. Mm. How we should, you know, sometimes you take it for granted yeah. when you're – talking about something you're like man this is they just not they didn't play well tonight so how do you put a spin on this and yeah how do you do that and you're like and then you know we get done with the show and we're like yeah i think we did a pretty good job and then there's you guys man it's like you stuck your finger in electrical out <laughs> welcome to the outsiders <laughs> although that was like you know there were sort of like oh. eye-opening moments where you kendall mark would like show your true personalities somewhere in the first month or so of that first season yeah. and yours was like you would just come out of the make uh, makeup room into the green room and after it was it was another bulls 20 point 30 point loss and you could just kind of let out the sigh and go well <sighs> time to put whipped cream on another turn <laughs> towards the studio we say it all the time <laughs> it's glorious yes but 
That being said, and I will agree with that, we should be very happy we have a much better product, yes. a much better team. Yes. Yeah. And there's that little word that we can now use. Which is? Playoffs. Oh! He Goodness. said it. Goodness. He said it. He said it. Well, so do you want to talk about the playoffs? Maybe Absolutely. we should talk about the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't expect that whole the, thing uh, to take 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> oh, we got plenty of them, man. It's so many. It's so, so many. Um, okay. So here's the first one for you, Will. Key matchup other than the obvious, oh, dear God, Giannis, please don't kill us. Like outside of that, what do you see maybe on the offensive or defensive side of the ball? What is the most key matchup for the Bulls to give themselves an outside shot at this series? Holiday against either Io or Kobe. Because remember, was it the third game where I think he had, what, 16 or 18 in the fourth quarter? Yeah, finished with like March 4th. 30, 32, 34, whatever it was. And, you know, that, that was just old school basketball and not in the sense of, you know, old school get off my lawn, but it was they found a weakness and they just kept going at it. And they just kept picking at the scab. The Bulls didn't make the proper adjustments, and he just had a hell of a fourth quarter. And you're just like, it's, you know, and that's what you're just like, God, this team is good. Mm-hmm. They have so many weapons, so many options, you know, and you just you, you don't you don't try to make it too complicated. And if you find a weakness, you just go at it until you force your opponent to make the necessary changes or adapt their defense. And by the time the Bulls did it, it was too late. I want to ask you a quick question on that topic, which is a little bit, you know, uh, tangential, but. You know, a little you bit of what? Tangential. You want, can, can we? I told you he got words, man. This, can this, you, this is the goat leave over here. It's goat leave, sir. I went to Vanderbilt, but I always, <laughs> but I always follow it up with it. Just proves that you can fool some of the people some of the time. <laughs> and I, I don't know what that word is, but just like it's my wife and I tangent. do, like my wife and I do Wordle together, and I know that I'm just there for moral support. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can offer. That's all you can offer. That's oh how I spend God. most of my life. Why do you think I like the um, so I'm just I, like, good job, honey. Let's have, what's for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's what does that word the, mean? The again? question is, it means going off on a tangent about something. Like this whole show has been. This so whole far. show has <laughs> been yes, a tangent. It's a tangential show. Yes. Okay. The question is, um, so you said picking at a scab, going at a, a mismatch until you force the defense to make a change. What happens in a playoff series when you are, you, you've got something going, it's working for you, and you know, another team is kind of figuring out what it is that they need to do to stop that? Are you always kind of thinking ahead to the next thing, or is it just like, I dare you to figure this out? Well, I mean, it's, you have so many different plans. A, B, C, D, because you fully expect your opponent to figure it out during the game. So, okay, we're going to go to Holiday until they figure it out or they look to double team. And then when they start to double team and take the ball out of his hands, then you make the next adjustment. Okay, now that they've done that, we're going to put the ball in the hands of Middleton. Okay, and then once they figure that out, we can either go back to Holiday or, you know, what they don't want to do and what, like, we would prefer not to do is sit there and go, Jamar, give us 40. Right. You know, we want isolation. No, we want to try to stay away from that. But sometimes you have to go to that. So if you could sit there and check all the boxes, okay, we've been able to slow down Holiday. We've been able to slow down Middleton. Lopez isn't hitting jumpers tonight. You know, he's not going in the post to bang much. And then they're like, all right, we got to have, you know, we got to depend on Giannis to bail us out. That's when now as the Bulls, you're like, all right, man, we've done a great job. Can he score 50 and help him win? The answer to that is probably 
there's a good chance he's going to score 50. Yes. But the at the answer. same time, he can score 50 and still lose. Mm. So that's that's the whole thing. There's not just, you know, changes game to game. It's, mm. it's, it's timeout to timeout, quarter to quarter. I mean, how many different game plans do you have? Mm-hmm. And especially in the, in the regular season, you don't necessarily have a lot. You know, like you see the coach pull that thing out of his pocket or back pocket and look at it. It may only have four or five things on it. Mm-hmm. But during the playoffs, it's got 45 things on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because of the fact that now, you think about this, everybody's, well, we've had a week to prepare. They've had a week to prepare. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've watched all four games. They've broken it down to the minute detail and minute details, mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses. And the question is, you know, do they see something that you don't see? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're in baseball, I'll make an analogy. Somehow it's it's you've noticed a batter or a the manager notices that a pitcher's tipping his pitches because he saw just one small thing, and all of a sudden on the you know, down in the bench, you know, you're telling everybody, hey, when he does this, he's bringing in, you know, he's bringing in a, you know, a slider. If he does this, he's bringing in a fastball. If he does this, you know, all of a sudden there's all these tells and all of a sudden you're just like this team just lights somebody up and you're like, dude, man, he, he almost threw a shutout the last time he pitched against this team. So that's, that's why coaches, you know, not just Billy, but the assistants, players, you know, that's why Crusoe is so valuable. Your ability to knock that stuff out during a game, you know, you know exactly what the calls are. They're not going to change their calls. Mm-hmm. It just it, it does reach a little point on that card where it just says, "Who's better?" They know what we're doing. We know what they're doing. Who can put? Who can instill their will and win this game? Even though both teams know exactly what the other is doing, mm-hmm. because it's and players will tell you this. You know, they won't agree with you at in the moment. But if you go out and you play your best game, let's say the Bulls go out and play their ass off. Mm-hmm. They limit Milwaukee to 40% from the floor, mm-hmm. 32% from behind the line, win the rebounding battle, go to the free throw line more, mm-hmm. but yet still lose and you check all these boxes, it just means you lost to a better team. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. – there's nothing to, to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. You just – that team's better. And that's how the league works, you know, because it's just like I talk to people all the time. I mean, I was fortunate enough where we would be sitting, and we would be sitting on the bench. And this, this little thing could make is what also, at the end of the day, makes a huge difference. You know, we're, we're a roster of 12 guys, but one of those guys is Michael Jordan. Mm. So you've got 11 other guys playing with a lot of confidence because you're like, Things get really bad. We can just go to we have that a Michael. Guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that so, up because a little bit later on, one, yeah, and, yeah, and that's what makes Milwaukee so dangerous. Yeah, is because be the confidence they can play with, and then they can be like, "We got that guy. Mm. That guy. We can go to Giannis if we need to." Because it's just that's you know, it's one thing to say that's a dude's a freight train when he has the basketball, but he's a freight train going downhill. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I know people are like, "Well, just wall him off and do this and do that." Well, then how come the other 29 teams can't do it? Right. Well, because it's, it's he's a guy who can get from half court to the rim in three strides. Dude, but like I also love the guys on social media are like, well, we need a Giannis stopper. There isn't one. Thank Don't you. Exist. It doesn't exist. I've been yelling that into the abyss oh. of Bulls Twitter for the entire season. It oh, drives me crazy. It's like, oh, crazy. we need a KD stopper, a Giannis stopper, <laughs> a LeBron stopper. 
Those those players don't exist. They would if, have checks, like really huge checks, if those players existed. They I don't just, exist. And that's the best I part. Remember, real quick, I learned about that the hard way. So when I got traded to San Antonio and we were running that, uh, you know, the the triple towers with me, David, and and Tim, I had I was the guy flex. What's that? Flex. He said flex. Flex. Oh, you know, meet David and Tim. You know what I mean? But I was just telling a story. <laughs> just I mean, it's kind of like you saying, you know, me, Matt, and John. <laughs> right. It's the same. It's, it's the, the exact same. same yes. <laughs> I mean, you're flexing as you walk into a restaurant and they tell you there's a two-hour wait. But I'm with these guys. Yeah, it's two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> anyway, well done. But, so ahead, we're playing, ahead. you know, I, so I had to guard Malone. I had to guard uh, Olajuwon. <laughs> I had, you know, go down the list, right? Because I was kind of a sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was so much better than those guys. We're like, who's the guy out of those three that we can afford to get into foul trouble? Mm. That guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, like, I remember Pop would sit me down and be like, listen, we're not bringing help. We're going to put you on an island because their shooters are so good. And we don't want to give Vernon Maxwell and Kenny Smith open jumpers, you know. And that's back when the three-point shot was just, you know, if you, unless you were wide open, you didn't shoot it. Right? Yeah. You know, you play games where you look at the stat sheet and like, oh, they were three for 12. Mm. 12 total. <laughs> you know, you get that in a quarter. <laughs> but I remember we actually won a game. I think Olajuwon had like 30. 436, but he missed the last shot of the game that would have helped him win. And Pop's like, hey, you did your job. I'm like, I did my job. <laughs> Scored 34. He's like, yeah. But if he would have had 36, we would have lost. Mm. But he also, that's when I first learned that if you can, in those type of games, and this is what the Bulls are trying to accomplish, if you can hold a player below his average, you've had a successful night. And that's what they're trying to do with Giannis. That's what they're trying to do with Middleton. That's what they're trying to do with Holiday. That's what they're trying to do, especially with Portis, yeah. who's a Bulls killer. Yeah. Try to hold those guys below their average, and then that's how you have a realistic chance of, of winning a basketball game. Mm. Um, so before we move on, we got to take a quick pause. Station identification. Got to pay the bills. The station is identifying <laughs> as, a, as a pro points bet station, Dave. Mm. This is for Will Purdue. I'm so glad he's here. You get to see what I'm here for. Will, here to read these ads. Because the best way to support CHGO is to download that points bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that web content, and you'll get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO Laja. And that's 2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt from CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And also introducing that live same-game NBA parlay. Mm. So for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game NBA parlay only with PointsBet. You can buy your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, and I know you do, 
You can also boost your live same game parlay. You can watch live parlay live, boost live, and party live with points bet. And if you're in this beautiful state of Illinois, even though the weather outside is I don't know what, you can stay inside. (laughs) You can stay in there, Will. You can stay right up in here and pick up your phone. And you can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? I don't know. Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Tell them what you do, Goat Lead. You live your bet life. That's what you do. Hit them one time, Joey. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah. Hey. That was I, well done. Well done. That, that, well done. Was, that, was, that was good. One of, your, one of your better performances. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank but you. I, I will be good. impressed when you can do that without reading a script. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. No, that was how, hey, I, I love the tone. I loved how you hammered certain words. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. You've been practicing. No, that's oh, just yeah. me, Will. <laughs> Honestly, it's just who I am. I'm being for real. When he joined me on Lockdown, <laughs> I said, here you go. Read all the ads. Yep, and I said, thank you. And people <laughs> loved it. We had people calling into our voicemail line, like, yeah. demanding Dude. that Big Dave read more ads. Remember when people would leave their own ads? <laughs> yeah. People would call in and leave their own ads, their version <laughs> of the ad I was doing. It was insane. All right, man. I'm going to start writing up some ads for me. Oh, Do you it. Can, you can <laughs> read Do it. Ads? Ads. I got you, Will. And Please include your hair. I gotta say something about how amazing the hair is. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of products do you use, Will? I'm productless. What? See, somebody, that's, somebody that, should sponsor me. I respect me. that even Talk more. That. That's natural. Somebody should sponsor me. See that? See how? Look at Will right now. Look that's out. natural. All look, natural. Look at his face. You can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> look at that. You're also man. young, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. He is something like that. <laughs> I got. Oh, I got another relative. product for you. <laughs> Mm. Mr. Purdue, mm. you a fan of uh, CBD infused products? They help you, make you feel better. They're good for you. This is true. I haven't gone down that route yet, but I will tell you that my wife and I have had serious conversations regarding that. Mm. Well, well, listen up. Listen Check right this out, man. Strava Craft Coffee, y'all. Mm. It's a game changer. It's helped thousands of people, yours truly included, to improve their quality and wellness of life. Strava delivers delicious fresh-roast specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. But don't worry, Will. CBD is from hemp, but it doesn't make you high. doesn't give you the munchies. What it does do is give you real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the coffee jitters. Live your day more balanced, less anxiety. You know I got anxiety going on up here. What? Because the Bulls are about to start a playoff series. Fewer aches and pains. I got those two. What? Will, you're a 13-year NBA vet. I, I'm guessing oh, yeah. you got some aches and pains. And from the golf game. Oh, talk that. <laughs> Plus. Talk that. Including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part is the Strava is all about quality. Everything small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format. Right now, RCHGO viewers and listeners can save 25% off their entire order when they use promo code CHGO25 at checkout. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com with promo code CHGO25. Try it, people. Mm. I had two cups this morning. Feel great. Wow, that's good. I feel good for you, man. There you go. Try it out, Mr. Purdue. That was right after you had your greens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back to back, baby. Back, back to back. back. Athletic greens and Strava Double coffee. dose. <laughs> Double dose. Double dose. So that brings up, because of that ad, uh-huh. we'll provide a little information. What might be, if it created the munchies, what is your favorite munchie? Ooh. 
Wow. Whoa. That's a great question. Wow, we were Purdue. I'm definitely a, a, chi- a chips guy yeah, and not a candy guy. Yeah, you got to be more specific. Okay, so like in my briefcase right now, I stopped at the 7-Eleven down on, the block. You have a briefcase? Briefcase? Yeah, it's <laughs> what I carry my laptop around in. It's not okay. a backpack? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, it's like an old briefcase. I, I got to Shout out to my pops. It's like his old work briefcase. Wait, and he see, was like, I don't need this anymore. Can I see his briefcase, please? It's sitting on the ground over there. It's a black leather briefcase. She's it's, working. Don't bother her. It's it's starting to rust. Anyway, does it have a briefcase, does it have, come with a pair of so handcuffs? It's a, sho- it's like a shoulder bag. It's not like a like a briefcase. briefcase. You just said briefcase. Well, say I briefcase, call it a briefcase because it's. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, Casey. You are Thank far you, too kind for indulging this ridiculous whimsy of a man. Look at this. Okay, I call this a briefcase. It's not a briefcase. Not a briefcase. Okay, okay fine. It's a work bag. Whatever. It's not a briefcase. Briefcase is where you take the thumbs and you go. And then you pop got, it up. Got the three digits on there for the locks yeah. and everything. Yeah, stuff it with cash. I hate all of you. <laughs> and then, of course, Peck's three digits would be However, one, two, three. In, six, six, six. in my work bag, my not briefcase, you will find Cheddar oh, Jalapeno Cheetos. My oh, This is one of my absolute weaknesses. And this is why we're friends. I absolutely adore these. these so that I would don't, be, that would don't be, rock with the Flamin' Hots. What? What's that? I'm oh, basically give me the jalapeno in the comments. Right we there, are. baby. Wow. One in the same. Right there, man. They don't have uh, Jardinera Fritos? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, okay, that is a reference to when I got, I put Jardinera as a pizza topping on pizzas when I got pizzas for people at NBC oh, back in the day. Classic. And this man who played how many seasons for the <laughs> Chicago Bulls, who lives in Chicago, was like, what's this weird crap that you put on the pizza? Oh, no. In reference to Jardinera, people. I'm sorry, I had to blow up your spot because you made fun of me. You did. And it was funny. It was funny. And I put hot dog, I put ketchup on a hot dog. Well, I'll never fault you for that, Will. Well, now you're just outing yourself. Yeah. I, I don't, and I'm, you for I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with that, too. But I also only eat hot dogs in one place. Ballpark? Ballpark. Ballpark. That's mm, it. Mm. But I also go ketchup, mustard, and relish. Because I'm not a big hot dog bump. guy. Okay. So that, that, to me, makes it acceptable. Yeah. I can eat it, and then... At least... I'll, how do you take it? How do you take your hot dog? Uh... Well, Matt knows I'm not going to eat one. But when I was... Oh, I guess you don't eat... When I was eating my hot dogs, it was definitely ketchup, mustard, and relish. And sometimes, a little barbecue sauce. Ooh. Wow. What about you, Mr. Gottlieb? I really don't eat hot dogs very often. I couldn't tell you the last time I oh, did. Oh, you healthy people. All right, so what about, what's your, what's your favorite style. munchie? I've been trying to eat a lot healthier recently. That, no, don't go that yeah, yeah, Get off my guy. Get off my guy. How dare he try to live? I got get my I got my athletic greens on in the morning. You know I don't want to I don't want to mess around and just eat a bunch of junk. So I've been eating a lot of like peanut butter and bananas. That's what I've been munching mm. on lately. I mean, that's good, but still, there's got to be some kind of chip because I'm I'm your Doritos nacho cheese guy. Yes, Ooh, nice. That's, do, you, do you ever switch it up to Cool Ranch or you just like always nacho cheese? Spicy no, nacho? Or, or what I'll do is I'll what I have done lately to stay in your ballpark. I've switched over to Sun Chips Cheddar. Ooh, the harvest cheddar. So after the, when you're done with the whole bag, you're like, well, at least it's a little healthier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll say this. If I'm going down a unhealthy eating rabbit hole, which happens from time to time. Go on. I'm more of a sweets guy than salty guy. Mm, so okay. what might that be? Cookies. What kind? Candy, chocolate chip, chocolate oatmeal. chip, like that glass jar of candy that's on the kitchen island. Yeah, I'm trying to stay far away that from thing. that. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it just stares daggers you guys at don't me. Understand. All day. Dave walked in one day with like a. I did. 24 by 24 <laughs> box full of like 
Just cookies. Snacks. Or they like cupcakes. Like taking cookies, everything snacks, inside of my being. That stay away from is that. full of it. Unlike Matt, he brought that to share with everybody. He brought it I to did. share with everyone. I did. How many times have I brought pizza and shared it with everybody already? We've been oh, here for a well, month. Here? Yeah. yeah, a bunch he's of times. Yeah, Multiple times. times. Yeah, he's done it. People don't complain about the toppings either, Mr. Purdue. Well, he complains <laughs> about the toppings for me. He, gets <laughs> he the pizza. brought me an olives and mushroom about, pizza. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the fact that I don't eat meat. You complain about it before you even get here. You're complaining about it, and you're not even going to eat it. And he's complaining about it. But he's right. I did try to buy him a pizza, and I got <laughs> toppings that I was like, well, let me put some mushrooms on it and put some black olives on it and some sausage. He opened up and said, pizza I literally salad. hate every topping on this. <laughs> Except the sausage. Send it back. But I Send couldn't, it back. I, I had to take it to my brother, man. I couldn't get to the sausage. It was smothered in mushrooms and olives. To be fair, it really was, though. It was yeah. smothered in it. Like He couldn't even pick it off, man. Um, also, Big Dave, people in the comments are showing you love for the barbecue sauce on a hot dog Oh, thing. yeah, man. It's, hey, man, you got to step into my world. I've been I, big for a while. And here's, that's the one thing I learned about Dave, though. He's a leader, not a follower. Well, that's true. Yeah, tell that, Will. The tastemaker. I don't mind standing alone, baby. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. At all. Um, all right, so let's get back to All right, so I guess <laughs> let's talk about the Bulls a little bit more. We, we got the man in the middle here, so let's talk about the big man matchup. I know... Mm. Bulls fans have had their patience wearing thin with Vooch on and off this season. He had an upswing, I think, like found his stroke a little bit in the final stretches of the season, but then also had a couple of absolute duds when the Bulls were getting blown out by those elite teams in the East to finish out the, the final week of the season. Mm -hmm. And then meanwhile, you, got, you had Brooke Lopez, who basically missed the whole season for the Bucks coming back. And in that last game against the Bulls, there you see it. Thank you, Joey. You, you see what he did in that last Bulls-Bucks game. 28 the best on, I believe it was 9 of 14 from the floor. He also won a perfect 9 of 9 at the free throw line. Mm. Uh, so, Will, what do you make of this matchup that the Bulls have facing them with their big man Vooch and and this uh, recently returned Brooke Lopez for for Milwaukee. Well, I think that I believe that the Bulls have the advantage at this position. Okay, and I'm not just talking about head to head. I'm talking about the ability to put Vooch down in the post to establish the post presence. Mm. And you don't necessarily have to do have to use Vooch down there. But my whole thing is and this is like what you're talking about in you know amongst the coaches. So I'll ask you, let's say that they start by going to Vooch down in the post and he gets a couple buckets early, right? So then Budenholzer's got to call timeout and change up his defense. Because coaches, all coaches hate to double. They hate it. So they always want, they don't, very rarely will a coach double just right off the bat. They're like, let's see if, if Vooch can get going offensively, then I'll, I'll make the necessary adjustments. But I'll kind of, you know, hedge my bets and say that, well, he's not going to, you know, Lopez is going to be okay and he'll be able to slow him down enough to where, yeah, he'll score a few times, but he won't shoot a high percentage. And for him to really have an impact, it'd have to be in a volume manner. But I think if, you know, we put Vooch down there, I think Vooch has the advantage from the ability of what he can do in the post. I think he's a much better post-up player than Lopez is. Lopez's strength is obviously pick and pop. Now, he can play down in the post, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily his strength, his go-to. And then what happens if, you know, hypothetically you get a quick foul on Lopez or maybe he gets frustrated and picks up two quick fouls? Then who's who's, I'll ask you guys, who's guarding him after that? Mm. Well, I think they would either go to their small Bobby. lineup with Giannis at the five and bring in Portis. Mm -hmm. But Portis, they wouldn't put Giannis on him, but they would put Portis on him. Or put Probably, Portis on yeah. Him. And now you're talking about a distinct advantage, mm. even though Portis would love that matchup. He's like, he bring sure it would. on, big fella. <laughs> yeah. But – 
Oh, if Bobby. you and that's that's the other thing <laughs> that I think some people don't think about when you're now talking about the playoff equation. You don't have the luxury of making the mistakes you have that you make in the regular season. Mm. Meaning it's it becomes a much more cerebral game. And you now you get to test, you know, Zach Levine and his, you know, how he, how is Zach playing? You know, his basketball IQ, his you know, and that deals with shot selection, timing, um, you know, taking a a, a a foul or something like that. Same thing goes with now with us. You know, now you got Portis trying to sit there and, and think about what he needs to do when he's defending a bigger player. Mm-hmm. As good as Portis is and as well as he plays against the Bulls, you know, if you can go at him and get him, you know, back on his heels, mm-hmm. I think that's also going to affect what he does on the offensive end. Now, this is obviously best-case scenario, but I think that they, if they play their cards right, they should have an advantage in the post with Vooch because Vooch can pick and pop as well because, like you said, I feel like he's finally developed a little bit of rhythm in that out that yeah out, you know that three he shot point well shot. behind the three point line against the Bucks this season. But what too. I don't like is is when a game starts and his first three shots are threes hmm. instead of a mid range or something in the post or maybe rolling to the basket, you know because I always talk about as good as players are at this level that what people don't realize is is how fragile their egos are as well and their confidence is. You know, you miss two bad, two two early shots, and you're like, oh, I don't got it tonight. Or, you know, you run a pick and pop, and and Vooch gets it, and Portis is like, nah, I'm not even going to run out there. Hmm. And you miss a wide open three. They're like, you know what? We've just made a net. We're just adapting our defense. He's going to keep shooting until he hits one. Then we'll think about getting there out, but we're going to pack it in. Right. He knocks down that first one. Hey, that's great, but I would rather see him do something in the mid-range. You know, he's developed that little uh, – one-handed little running push shot like you see a lot of guards do. Mm-hmm. And you guys, it's, it's as simple as you see a, f- a couple go in, then that also changes the energy of which he plays with on the defensive end. So a lot of teams start out with, like, sort of that token post-up for a big man. Is that, as, as a big, is that sort of, like, just where you're most comfortable and you want to get the best look that you can where you're the most comfortable and then pull it out, or... Um, well, I mean, as, as much as the game has changed and, and you shoot a lot more shots from the perimeter, it's still an inside-out game. You know, if you want to come down and start jacking up threes early, I mean, if you're hitting them, okay. But, you, but can you sit here and tell me that, okay, what's, what do you think's a higher percentage shot to kind of develop the rhythm for the game, the tempo for the game, the tone for the game, throwing the ball down in the post and getting a couple high-percentage looks or throwing up a couple threes early, you know, kind of like, you know, setting up a game and you're like, okay, you know what? We're going to go long on our first play here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, and if it, if it goes well, we're, it, it's, you know, it's, it's an early knockdown in the first round, but mm-hmm. you throw it up and we get an interception, we're, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you try to – and that's – you know, like stringing together singles instead of just swinging for the fence. Yeah, I mean, time. because it's, that's my point. Also is, is this is a game where the Bulls have a lot less room for error than the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Because you, I'll ask you, what happens if the Bulls take a couple bad shots early, Milwaukee capitalizes and opens the game 9-0? I think for me, the idea, whether it's a post-up or a three, is like you want to get the best quality shot you can. But also you can get quality shots from the perimeter by going inside out. Right, exactly. So if that's the best shot you're going to get, by all means. If but it's you can also be... get that wide open three on the move. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about a three is you can literally get a three-pointer anytime you want. Yeah. And the, but the question is, what's the quality of that three-pointer? And I think and, 
the the area where I want to see Vooch in the post specifically is as a passer. When you run those little side pick and rolls with mm -hmm. Vooch and Zach, empty on the right side, and Zach kind of comes off one of these curls and gets the ball to Vooch on the block and then pulls out to three, Vooch is one-on-one -on -one in those situations, and I'll take that. Yeah. And if the help comes off of Zach, then Zach's open for three. And I think that's, I mean, they should be doing that every time. But I'd also rather see Vooch run a screen roll in the, in the mid-range area sure. instead of all the way out. I know you run it out at the three-point line because you have more room to operate, but are you operating to play for Zach and DeMar, or are you actually run, operating to play for Vooch, who then, when he rolls, he's on the baseline mid-post, he's on the mid-post, you know, extended 16, 18 feet instead of 23 feet. Right. And I'll take that shot all day long, you know, where he rolls and catches and shoots. But like you talk about, he's gotten to the point now where he catches and he looks first. And if the defender is undersized or not out there, he'll put it on the deck and attack the rim. Yep. Because it's the one thing I'm still amazed by, a guy his size shoots so few free throws. Mm. I'm really surprised by that. And that's got to be a key for the Bulls, right, is to mm -hmm. get some of their big interior guys, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, into early foul trouble. Mm -hmm get them away from the rim if they can so that they can get to the basket and drives. Yeah, which is going to be tough because, like, the one time I saw Giannis called for an offensive foul in the four games against the Bulls this season, I was shocked because that dude – and look, MVPs get MVP kind of treatment from refs in the NBA. It's how it works, but good luck drawing a charge on that guy. Yeah, but it's also it's, – it's, it's the aggressor gets the calls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, oh, man, look – Milwaukee's already had eight free throw attempts and the Bulls only got two. Mm. Okay, well, let's look at the shot selection. Well, the Bulls have, you know, 12, 12 field goal attempts and eight of them are threes. Yeah. So they're not necessarily being aggressive. Yeah, the shots may be open, but if you're two for eight and you're not getting to the free throw line and you're not scoring points, right. you know, all of a sudden that's, that's why you see one of those timeouts where Billy's walking out to half court with his head down <laughs> because he's got to reiterate to these guys, guys, there's a reason why those shots are open. Yeah. That's kind of what they're – because that's the other thing. You can't stop everything in the NBA game. you got to decide what you're willing to give up mm -hmm. and what you're trying to stop. And then all of a sudden, you see the guys on the bench go, hey, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm wide open, but I'm not knocking them down. Well, that's what they're willing to give up. And, and, if, you can, and if you're making them, then they'll make the necessary changes. But you right. can't sit here and say, okay, we're not going to let them score on the post. We're not going to let them put the ball in the deck. We're not going to let them shoot a jump shot. We're not going to let them have a three. We're not going to send them to the free throw line. So you're basically saying you're you're going to basically win twenty two to six because mm. you're going to shut shut them down totally. Right. Players are too good. You just have to figure out what's the best avenue for us to win this game. And that's again where we go full circle. And the Milwaukee Bucks have a lot more room for error mm -hmm. than the Bulls do. The Bulls, in order to win, are going to have to have their A game. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks do not. And I think that's key. What you said also about the free throw shooting, which is why. I've been so excited about Zach Levine getting to the line much more. Yeah, oh, he's getting ten plus a game free throws now. So I think that's also going to be big also in this series too. Because then also that's kind of a distraction. Because what happens when you see opponents do that? Now you see the Bulls talking to the talking to the officials, complaining, and officials they're humans. Mm -hmm. All right, and I know the rule is you're not trying to let that affect you as an official about the calls you make, but I think it does. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't necessarily take it personal, but they don't like to hear you just constantly whine and complain. Just play the game. Mm -hmm. um, also, the, the transition. I mean, the Bucks are one of the best transition teams. If you're DeMar and you're complaining about not getting a ball call on a mid-range oh, jumper, that's two points. Yeah, yeah. You can't, they cannot have those situations. True indeed. One of my best, 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 and I forgot what game it was. You guys probably remember this, where 
DeMar fouled somebody, and, and he was the, the camera just happened to be at, at, at him at the right time, and he's looking at the official and goes, come on, man, he flopped. He's a flopper. He's faking. And I'm like, hmm, how ironic that guy's make, making that comment to the official. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the, that uh, flopping didn't really exist back when you played? It wasn't really a thing. People actually just fouled each other hard, and their bodies did what they did, reacted to it. So I, I want to talk to you about rivalries, Will, because – you were part of one of the biggest, most, like, bloodthirsty, gruesome rivalries in NBA history, Bulls-Pistons. And then also a little bit, you know, after that, you, you clear that hurdle, then there was Bulls-Knicks, too. Yeah, yeah, but we also had a nice little rivalry with Milwaukee because they're 90 yeah. miles up the road. Right. Uh, n- not exactly seeing them in the playoffs all the time, though. So, okay, for, for those of you youngins, this Look is proof that. of Will. Get up off him. Our guy Will being a part of a get bloodthirsty rivalry going head-to-head with Mr. First Bill Lambeer right let's, there. Let's look at the hair. I need a printout. Well, first of all, we couldn't decide who was going to lead when, when the first slow song came on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you and Bill are actually dear careless, friends. Yeah, careless whisper is playing in that. Y'all, y'all just can't hear it right now. But so, like, I feel like maybe some Bulls fans are feeling this rivalry with the Bucks maybe come back a little bit or, or reinvigorate it a little bit. Just because you had the grace and stuff, or you heard Alex Caruso, they are the top dogs that the Bulls are trying to to play level with at least, give a good fight to at least. Um, I, I also, Joey, throw up this box score. So you conquer your your, your rival Pistons. This is Game Four, ninety one Conference Classic. Finals. Mm-hmm. You were talking about being that guy to just throw fouls around and be useful that way. And I'm not talking to you. I literally wanted to show this to you for your credit. When you guys finally got over that hump and swept the Pistons, you played 15 minutes, you had six fouls. Yeah. And I picture those being good, six good, hard fouls. <laughs> yep. Well, you, it, it, there was truth in the fact that no layups. Yes. Mm. So, mm. like, I mean, like, and you texted me that the other night after one of many games when the Bulls were just letting their, their opponent roll all over them right to the rim. What do you, some people think like, oh, that's just an old head yelling about how the way it used to be. That's the basketball I grew up watching, and I am a firm believer in the fact that you still cannot just let some guy waltz up and lay the ball in the hoop without knocking him. Listen, it's how you foul somebody has changed. Yeah. You can't foul him like we used to. Mm. You still have to make a legitimate play on the ball, which is easy. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but you can still – Develop what it is now, even though it's a different definition. Mm. It's now what's considered to be a hard foul to send a message. It's not one that has to send a guy, you know, crumbling to the floor and the whole place just goes, ooh. It can be a hard foul within the play of the game that sends a message that, (laughs) no, guys, we're not going to let you just turn the corner on a screen roll and drive right down the lane and get to the rim. You did it three times. We screwed up our defense. We've now adapted. We're going to you know, give you a hard foul and make you think. And it's, it's not like you think you're going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. But it's more about we're going to make you think about it the next time. Mm-hmm. Because now, how many times have you, guys, have, have you seen guys just come in and just blow a totally wide-open layup? And you're like, mm-hmm. what just happened? Mm-hmm. Well, he's looking to the left. He's looking to the right. He's thinking somebody's coming from behind. He's thinking. And nothing happens, and he misses the layup because the anticipation is something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. These aren't these guys aren't just going to give me a wide open layup, are they? Well, they happen to, and you miss the layup, mm-hmm. so mission accomplished, right? But then the next time that happens, you hope the rotation's on time. There's a body there, you know. The guy's got The guy's got to take a contested shot, but that's the purpose of a hard foul, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just 
And maybe if you give them a hard foul, they go to the free throw line and they make one of two instead of two. Yeah. So it's you, you committed a hard foul, you sent a message, and you actually won that particular battle that they only got one point instead of two. Right. I wanted to ask you this, though, because when Matt was looking that up about Detroit, I, I went and looked up because we were talking about rivalries and when you all played the Bucks, And I was watching – I was reading about when you all played them in, you know, 1990 in first round. Uh, I believe Bucks were six, y'all were three. That was the year, the year you all played, you know, seven games against Detroit. In that first one, in the very last game, I was looking at your stat line. You had 15 and five. Then you played Ooh. 16 minutes. You had 15 and five, two blocks. But I want to ask you about is that one of one from the three-point line right there? Because you weren't known as that guy, Will. <laughs> I, was that a, a heave at the end of the clock? What, no, that was, was actually that? A set we were, shot? I was in at the end of the game, if I remember correctly, and I shot. Now, also, you got to realize, and this is what people don't understand about that time frame, about how people looked at threes. Yeah. Bigs, we had rules that if you take a three, it's, it, we were fine. We right. were given a fine. Exactly. We were fined. So I knew if I'm going to shoot this, but if you make it, you're not fine. I better make it. Yeah. <laughs> and I took it and I made it, but I think it was at the end of, a game, at the end of the game. So it was the set shot. Like, it was like squared up. I'm pulling this one right oh, yeah. here. Was it, was it corner? Cash. Was it top of the key? Was it elbow? Risk? No, it was on the, it was on the, on the wing? right side on the right wing. What? So you were willing to risk the fine at the end of a game when it was already decided. <laughs> In the playoffs. Yeah, but you got to remember, I was kind of like, when it came to stuff like that, I would have, like, I got fined one time, and I got fined a hundred, and the fine was a hundred dollars. Mm. Wow. And I disagreed with the fine, and I argued about it, and I talked to the coaches about it, and they said no. So I said, all right, I'll show you. <laughs> I paid my fine in a hundred dollars in pennies. <laughs> so you I just brought to say, like a I, sack of pennies. I brought to the- this, yeah. And the best part was when I went to the bank and said, yes, I need a hundred dollars in pennies, and they're like, what? And they're like. But we don't have that many rolls. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want them rolled up. I want it loose. <laughs> so you went that to the bank ruthless. and you drove a that sack back. of change a with a big dollar penny. sign on it. Walking in, right. <laughs> like he screws McDuck. He's just walking in with that bag. So I just remember, I, you know, I came in and I had the big bag with $100 worth of pennies. And I just set it. I walked in the coach's locker room and a, a coach's office and just set it down and walked out. So wait, so who did you, did you present it to Phil Jackson? Did Johnny you? Bach. Okay. Johnny Johnny Bach was responsible for collecting the fines. Because what we had was we had fines, and then we had what we called silly fines. Mm. So the rule was, like, you're late for practice. That's a a fine fine. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to cut that fine in half and put that money into the silly fine jar, Mm -hmm. you could do that because then once we got enough money in the silly fine jar – at the end of practice one day, Phil Jackson would walk out and be like, all right, we got enough money in the silly fine jar – Captain, 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 captain. Pick your teams. Shooting games. First team to win three games gets the money, and he would lay it out at half court. Mm. Wow. And pennies included. Somehow, by the time that, that happened, somebody had taken those pennies to the bank <laughs> for cash. Because he would lay – because it was basically, you know, four teams, three on a team. Sometimes, you know, we had odd numbers. We might have 15, 16 guys with guys on the injured list, whatever. So some guy, but it didn't matter. It was just, could you, you know, you'd start first team to make 10 corner jumpers. And then the, that's, and then, whoa, you know, you'd yell out. Second team, 10 wing jumpers. 10 jumpers from the top of the key. And then you just keep going around until a team won, like, you know, first team to win four mm-hmm. wins the money. You know, and you would see guys just sprint to half court and take the money and just wave it in everybody's <laughs> face. And you're like, wow, this is, 
But that's how competitive guys were, just to sit there and say, I got your money. <laughs> you know, I, I was recently, um, I was on a show and with Craig uh, Hodges. Yeah. And he was, I was asking him about, you know, those training camps. Because basically, you know, you all are credited with starting pretty much off-season training camps. You know what yep. I mean? Like, nobody was really doing that before you guys. Um, and I was asking him about that, and he was just talking about how much he missed it because he loved the competitiveness of it and oh, how you guys kind of went at it. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, that's – and I don't want to say that made the games easy, but that's what made it – that's one of the, the things that probably made us as good as we were because, I mean, the games can become monotonous. I mean, I always talk about the one thing that everybody will answer once the games start is, hey, how you feeling? Tired. Seems like you never get enough sleep. You're constantly, you know, you may get one day. Like, we were talking the other day, like, you loved afternoon games because on Saturdays or Sundays because then you would actually be able to, like, go to dinner and a movie. Yeah. Something that you just can't do. And that was, like, that was so refreshing and then be ready to go the next day. But it was just, you knew that Michael was bringing it every day. That's how competitive, first of all, he was. Mm -hmm. And the games were cutthroat. I mean, the guys talking trash. You know, everybody's now is like, oh, there was a big fight in practice. I mean, we used to get into it, like, all the time <laughs> just because of, you know, you'd be going at somebody. And it just – because there was – it was a, a fear of being called out for having a bad day or – you know, and listen, we occasionally would have a game and go out that night and get in at 4 o'clock. You're like, oh, I'm young. I can, I can handle it. And the next day you're just struggling. Mm-hmm. And then MJ calls you out or somebody else calls you out and you're just like, yeah, that's, I won't be doing that again. You <laughs> because know? he could go out until four and still come up, you know, show up at practice in the morning and be fine and right. be the most competitive dude there. Oh, I mean, how he did it, the best compliment that he ever received was from David Robinson when I got traded to San Antonio because, you know, Dave was part of that first dream team the with dream him. dream team in 92, yeah. And, and everybody knows that Dave is, you know, a, a man of faith. And the first thing he said to me was, that guy's got to deal with the devil. There's no way he can do what he does <laughs> without having to deal with being having to deal with the devil. That's how he does it. I'm like, come on, really, Big Dave? He's, he's being facetious, but he was like, I tried to hang with those guys in Monaco. I tried to do what those guys do. It's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. No, can't happen. Not for everybody, especially <laughs> for a man who's got to be at church on Sunday, Sunday morning, Truly bright and early. Sometimes he That's is. Real. He's the guy giving the sermon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right, we are sadly almost out of time. I can't believe how fast that hour just went. Yeah, for real. But, but before we let you go, we got to get your pick for the series. Who wins Bulls, Bucks, and in how many games, Will? Well, I, I think that um, – I mean, my heart would love for the Bulls to win. No question about it. Of course. I mean, I think that would, that would be huge for this organization, but it would also be huge for the city of Chicago. But I just think, unfortunately, that, you know, Milwaukee is – the better team, they're healthier, and they're playing really – it's not like they're limping into the playoffs. Mm. This is some of the best basketball that they've played, and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're peaking at the right time, which tells me they learned a lot last year. Correct. Okay? And I feel like they're out for blood in the sense that they really – you know, teams always say this, but then you see a team win three games and then lose the fourth. Mm-hmm. And then they got to play an extra game in a seven-game series. And that can be really – that could wear on you mentally. And all of a sudden, what you know you look at is, oh, it's just a fifth game. We'll be fine. And then somebody gets hurt. You're know, like, if you guys would have just won in four, this may not have happened. Yeah. Because then you get 10 days off because that series is going seven games. And you, we can get some rest and guys can get even healthier. But I, 
I did put in my phone, and I can show you that I've paired out, you know, five days thinking that the Bulls will figure out a way how to steal one. And so you're when I say steal, I don't mean undeserving, but figure out how to win a game. Because right. I'm going I'm, I'm to go in this series going back to what I said before the season even started. Because the disappointing part is how we got here. It's not that they're in the playoffs and they're limping into the playoffs because of injury and some of the, the late blowouts and how, how it didn't look like they really competed against Miami and Milwaukee and, and – uh, Whatever that Boston, that Boston three game stretch was, you know. <laughs> but it's about our goal was is to get into the playoffs and avoid the play in game. We did exactly that. Mm-hmm. We haven't gone back and looked at it, but I think I predicted fifth or sixth. My goal was is it was utterly important to stay out of the playoff game, which they did. Mm-hmm. It's get playoff experience, which they're going to do. But unfortunately, it's just it's it's a bad matchup. Yeah. So as I as I said before, it's just the Bulls have so little room for error, mm-hmm. and you have to play so well every given night, and that's the hard part. The game of basketball is not hard; it's winning that's hard, and playing with that level of intensity for forty eight minutes, and possibly fifty three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing that Milwaukee has. I don't say they figured it out, but they understand. Right. They've experienced it firsthand, mm-hmm. and. They now realize that that turnover in the first quarter is just as relevant as the turnover in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the regular season, may, you know, you don't really look at it that way. Right. So, you know, I feel like that, and I'm going to, at the end of the day, I want to, I'll be frustrated and I'll be all over the place with my emotions during the playoffs. But I want to be able to sit down and look back and say, hey, you know what? Hypothetically, even if they get swept, where the game's competitive. Because somebody that doesn't watch the games goes, oh, man, they got smoked. They lost 4 0. Well, actually, if you go back and look at game one, it was a, it was a late 6-0 run. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. Right. In game two, it was a bad start, but the Bulls got it down to single digits and were competitive. And game, you, know, you could go through each game, but it, I, I want them to compete. I want them to push Milwaukee to the limits, and I want them to put fear in Milwaukee. Not that everybody's like, oh, fear. I mean, not necessarily like they're going to lose a series, but if Milwaukee doesn't come to play, the Bulls are going to beat them. Yeah, and I don't think they did that in a regular season. So I want them. Inst- I want to see them instill that in the playoffs. Facts. But it's kind of you know like y'all taking your lumps against the Pistons even before you push them to seven games in ninety. The couple of those earlier series against uh, Detroit in eighty eight and eighty nine, like maybe not looking like an even playoff series on paper when you go back and see the games, but a lot of those games were cont- tightly contested, and that's what oh, yeah, you're, well, that's always, what you're hoping for with the Bulls, who are it's their turn to take lumps and like you said, playoff experience against yeah, a better Bucks team. And uh, to to give the fans some hope, go back to eighty nine. Yes, please. When we went back and we're entering the playoffs. What looked like on paper was a bad matchup because we went 0 and 6 mm-hmm. against the Cavaliers in the regular season. Right. 0 and 6. <laughs> and we end up winning that series. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was a, a miraculous shot by Michael Jordan. Yes. But yet, we put ourselves in that position mm-hmm. first and foremost. And Michael bailed us out. Mm-hmm. But you know what else happened? We then beat the Knicks 4 2. Yep. And then we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're like, holy shit, we're not supposed to be here. Right. <laughs> you know, we barely got by Cleveland, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And we were up 2-1 on, on Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, then we, and then we lose three straight. 
But we put ourselves in that position to be successful. We couldn't capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. So there is hope. It can happen. Right. Because this much I do know. If somehow the Bulls can find a way to win game one, that's now that fear we're talking about. And that's now where Milwaukee is. Because at the end of the day, there is absolutely no pressure on the Chicago Bulls to win this series. What there is pressure is is to show up and compete. Mm. Bars. Boom. And I'll say this. Bulls can keep it close. DeMar DeRozan. King of the fourth. That's the one thing. Everybody's like, well, in Cleveland you had MJ. King in the fourth. But but the one thing we do have is a guy, and I say if we got to rely on him for two quarters, not good. But if we got to rely on him over a four-minute stretch late in the game to either score or get to the free throw line, I'll 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 put my my money on that bet. The end of the story of that struggle is a three-peat. Yep. That's the end of the story of struggling so against the Pistons. Saying... <laughs> so you're telling me that? Go there, Pitt. Go um, there. Y'all, give it up for Will Purdue one more time. Hey. Joining us in studio like a champ. For, Rain coming down in Chicago. He said, now nah, be out to there. KC. KC was, he was Shout out to KC. Got your water, got your bag. Shout oh, out to KC. Doing, doing the Lord's work Absolutely. over there. Our, Shout out. Our producer, Joey, everybody else hanging out with us. We got White Sox pregame on deck, so keep it right here on our yeah. CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Follow Will Purdue on Twitter, Will underscore Purdue 32. That's the number he wore when he won three championships for the Chicago Bulls people. Also, catch him if you feel like a change of pace uh, with our friends Jason Goff and Kendall Gill. Pre and post, NBC Sports Chicago. Yes, yes. That's Big Dave. That's Will. That's the other Will. I'm Matt. Appreciate y'all for watching. We're back with another episode of the pod tomorrow. Until then, see Red be good.